WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. You see, we want to build this thing to be as big as it can be, and that wouldn't be possible without the help of all the amazing people who support us on Patreon. And they allow us to make this podcast as well as more podcasts, which is like our goal. We want to make more podcasts for you. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode and want more Bacon and Eggs, more content from Ethan and I, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Check out all the awesome reward tiers we have over there. I highly recommend our $10 tier, which grants you early access to the show, access to our bonus show, The Hash Browns, and you get unedited episodes of Bacon and Eggs. So you get to hear all the silly moments, you get to hear all the swearing, you get to hear like awkward moments and a lot of like... breathing and sneezing and coughing things that you really want while you're driving down the road and you can just get that plugged right into your rss feed you don't even have to use the uh the 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 patreon app like you can plug it right into your podcast feed so it's super easy super simple and you can hear all the behind the scenes moments that go into making an episode and we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be so if you're thinking about it if you're on the fence there's no better time than now go over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs check out the reward tiers and thank you so much for donating but thank you even more for listening Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're getting down to business. Or maybe we're just defeating the Rorans? So save the Emperor. And bring honor to your family. Because today we're bringing you Mulan 2020. Mulan was directed by Nikki Caro, and it came out on September 4th, 2020, which as of this recording was 11 days ago. It had a $200 million budget, and it's had it has currently made $37.6 million worldwide, but it's kind of tough to tell because of streaming and everything. Ethan might have more on that as we get into the show. He also might not. I really don't know. Right now, it has a 75% critic rating and a 51% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 67 on Metacritic. But before we get into our positive and negative reviews, I want to introduce our guest for this week. Oh my gosh, we're joined by none other than Editing is Everything herself, Rhett and Link super fan, that damn Danny. Welcome to the show, Danny. Oh my God, I'm so happy to have you. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so excited. So I've been watching your videos since the, since Rhett retweeted the one. Oh my God. That, that That's literally almost exactly four years ago on the day. <laughs> that is awesome. That's so crazy. <laughs> but like, that's yeah. absolutely insane. Like, um, well, first of all, thank you so much for watching my videos. It's like, I'm, I'm still, su- like, I'm still surprised that people still watch my stuff and just watch it in general. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh no, straight up pound for pound best content on the internet. Absolutely. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. This is I so so my my introduction to editing was when I was in like high school. So before any of us were making content, somebody had redone like a Sleepless in Seattle trailer as like a horror movie. <laughs> And they, they use that to like teach us themes in freshman English class in like the first YouTube video I watched at school. And then since then, I've been thinking about that video. And then I started seeing your videos and I was like, this is all I need for the rest of my life. This is what I want. So thank you for the awesome content that you create. Well, th- thank you so much for watching it. It is a pleasure and just a an absolute ride. And 
uh, experience to to create these videos. I've lost a lot of sleep with them, but they are all <laughs> worth it. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, they look like a lot of work. Yeah, but they're they're all so much fun to make. So do you, so is there like archetypes when you're like putting it together? Are you like for horror? I need to find specifically like this kind of line, or is every movie and every challenge completely unique? Um, a little bit of both, um, because each movie is totally different, and, and each genre is kind of subjective. Because, um, I, like for example, in in Frozen Two, but in seven different genres, there was one line that I kept on using in every single genre, and that was, uh, "You don't want, you don't want me to follow you into fire, then don't run into fire." And that like that one line could be used in horror, it could be used in a Marvel trailer, it could be used in drama, it could be used in mystery. Like um, it's very subjective, but when it's put into the context with the with the music with whatever coloration it is uh, is is up top it really just it, it just depends on on the context itself with each genre uh, a little behind the scenes is i i color code every single genre uh so mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of it's kind of a complicated and very repetitive process uh where i i have i have to watch the movie all the way through several times but even but even before that i um when i'm editing it I, I i go through and i cut each individual shot so like each cut I cut uh, individually, which can take like an entire day. But then, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, so when they're color coded, I, I put each genre into their own sequence, and then I have to watch watch all that content all the way through, pinpoint and and separate whatever whatever visuals, audio could could fit that genre best. Move that to the side, watch that all the way through, and it's just a process of elimination all the way up until the actual oh my trailer. Gosh. <laughs> Your brain works in ways I could never imagine. That is so. <laughs> so cool my brain is literally I, a broken record <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like when whenever i sit down to edit audio and anybody who listens to my other podcast bagels knows that i'm not the best at it <laughs> i like i cannot conceptualize more than like the four seconds that i'm looking at at any given time like i could not possibly be looking at that and be thinking about like what well, does this fit with the intro i it, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> So awesome work. Well done with the YouTube channel. Listener, if you, if you, I mean, you probably are, but if you're not, uh, editing is everything on YouTube. And then it's that damn Danny on, uh, TikTok, yep. which we won't censor that damn Danny because that's actually the name. I, I wanted, I wanted my username to be damn it Danny, but that was already taken. <laughs> that, ah, damn it Danny. <laughs> oh man. You got to get all the username. You got to catch them all because she's Danny Venon. Is it Venon? Venon. Ah, oh, dang it. That's close. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we're talking Mulan this week. So sure are. Ethan, do you have you said anything today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you did the intro. I was just I'll like, you, I was so fast because like, I, <laughs> I do a bunch of photography. So I've like looked at a bunch of other people's like, this is my workflow videos. And it's always fascinating to me because I'm like, that's not how I do anything at all. And then I started thinking about your workflow. And then I started thinking about my own workflow for like audio editing. Because that's a question people have started to ask me is like, how do you do X? And I'm like, I just black out and then it's done. Like, I don't <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> you go to autopilot <laughs> it's so hard for right. me to distill that pro especially for like this show for the for the dungeon dragons podcast we do it's a lot different because i have to like meticulously you know mess with each sort of minute um but for this show it's like yeah i i put everything together and i black out for an hour and it's done it's like uh the social network when they're like he, you can't talk to him he's he's coding He's coding. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, it takes me a minute to get into my, like, routines, but then once I am, I am unshakable. Like, the phone will be going off, and I'll be like, just click, 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 click. <laughs> just blinders. 
<laughs> exactly. Right. Me and my PC. So, Ethan, do you have a professional negative review of this film? I sure do. Uh, this is from Nicole Clark of Salon.com, and she says, It may have been an excellent reinterpretation, were it not so heavy-handed and, well, Disney-fied. But what remains bears minimal discernible relationship to the original while reading too much like a basic Marvel film. It is so heavy in Disney 5. There's no doubt about that. Uh, do you have a professional have a positive, positive review? review? I do, yeah. I've got uh, Charlotte O'Sullivan from the London Evening Standard. Total review is a 4 out of 5, so take that with a grain of salt. She says, I'm as athletic as a bed sock, but for so many reasons, this movie made me want to do backflips. <laughs> British people, huh? Can you read it in a British accent for me, Ethan? Can I read it in a British accent for you? Well, I can't. Hold on, let me try. I'm as athletic as a bid sock, but for so many reasons, this movie made me want to do backflips. My name is Michael Kane. You're watching <laughs> Disney Channel. <laughs> You're watching. <laughs> I failed you, sir. <laughs> Why do we fall Mistress Mulan so we can get back up again? So I want to get into it. I want to I want to start with a binary review, which uh, Danny, if you don't know, is basically a zero or a one. Did you like it or did you not? As as simple as you can put it down, because uh, I think there is a, a bigger question here that's a little bit more than binary. As not only did you like it, is it worth thirty dollars? So before we get to that, did you like it or did you not? Zero or one. I I, I one being you liked it. <laughs> I did like it. Yes, I, I I did like it. So one. One. Okay, yes. Ethan. That's zero. Zero for me. Zero. Yeah, I was not a fan, truly. Um, I, I, I like with the original. We'll get into the explanations. We'll get into the yeah. explanation. Okay. Uh, I think I. So when I was telling you, Ethan, about it, I said, uh, I think you'll like it less than I did, and I, I still think that that's true. No, you said, uh, you said. I think you like it more than I did. Oh, that's what I said. You're yeah. right. I, th- I said, I think I still think that's true. I still think you liked it more than I did, but I still would give it a one. Interesting. We'll, we'll get back to that point. So you think it's a zero. I think that's a fair criticism. Uh, Danny, moving from that, is it worth a $30 rental when it will be available to Disney Plus users in early December? Um, I, I personally do not think it is worth the $30. I mean, if, if it's going to come to streaming anyway, for me personally, going off the binary view, I like, because I, I did like it, I was a little underwhelmed. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I, uh, I, I did like it, and, and I'll, I'll talk about uh, what, what I liked and what I didn't like. I mean, if, if you're if you're a diehard Disney fan, like go for it, spend thirty dollars, or go on somebody's account who already has it, so and, and watch theirs. I mean, if uh, if you like Disney, but you don't want to spend the thirty dollars, you're more than welcome to wait for it to be on streaming. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, and Ethan, I know you've got so I know you're just gonna loudly say it is not worth it. Do you want to just say it? No, go for it. I'll say it last. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Here's 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 my thing. This movie benefits so much from an actual theater and a real surround sound system. This movie lacks so much in plot, so much in character development, but where it really shines and where I really think you find some benefit is if you were sitting in an IMAX theater and you got to see all these amazing camera angles and all these very cool plotted out action sequences. But instead, I watched it on a television that my wife had in her dorm room her freshman year of college that had like that has one mono speaker and sounds like garbage and for that i could not appreciate the thing that makes it so good so i understand the argument that like well 30 dollars is roughly what it costs to go to the movies well okay not for me i go by myself and i don't buy snacks so it's like nine dollars for me but also too this like what you get at the movie theater the the ethereal of the movie theater the thing that makes the movie theater the movie theater is so lacking when you watch this on a dinky home television and for that reason i say you do not need the 30 dollar rent wait for it to be available and then 
I honestly probably watch the animated one instead. I agree. Okay, I got a couple things. As long as we're yes. talking about rental prices, I got a couple things. Uh, there, there is a, there's a few competing factors here for me. On one, I, I do really want to support any theater that's willing to go out there during the during times, during gestures wildly, and and put a movie on your TVs at home, a new movie that you can put in your home and watch with your family or by yourself or whatever. I applaud any studio willing to do that. Okay, let's just get a couple facts though. This is a PG-13 movie. Uh, for starters, this is this received a PG-13 rating. Um. Really? It did. Yeah, it did. So you're not really... And, and apparently there's like a pretty chill reason for that. So you can't show a corpse in live action or something without being a PG-13 rated. But like, it's... The Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl is PG. Okay. And things have changed since then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was some stupid rule, okay? There's some it was something about corpses and and dead people and I don't know. It wasn't rated for particular violence and obviously not nudity or profanity or anything. Um there's a decent amount of nudity. I mean, there's not even like butts in the locker room, but they are all naked in the tent and then she's naked in the uh in the reflection pool. Okay, and in like lots of movies people are naked when they sleep. Like I don't know what you want here. Um I anyways, just, I'm just telling you. So what what uh, the other end of this is this is an unprecedented amount of money for what is not a family film. This is a PG 13 movie. This is not like a G or PG rated family, you know, take your kids to the movies experience. This is a PG 13 movie and this sets an uncomfortable precedent for me for rental prices. Like when, when, uh, when Scoob came out, right? PG rated $20. No streaming service acquired. The, the thing where they really get me is the fact that you have to sign up and pay for Disney Plus. A thing that now no longer offers free trials because of Hamill film. Uh, you have to use to sign up for Disney Plus, pay for Disney Plus, and then pay the rental. I do like that you get to keep renting it pretty much indefinitely. Um, but it's just $30 is a lot of money. $37 ostensibly is a lot of money to pay for this movie like that is higher than than the the home theater you know the home rental if you buy it on dvd that's more than it's gonna be if you buy it on dvd uh right and that's on, that's where on. you kind of lose me for it and that is a that is a non-zero amount of of my binary score is it like i have a hard time recommending this movie because of that yeah and it like i'm with you on the point that like i like it when studios are like you know what i'd rather you not go to the theater but it's not like disney is thinking that it's not like they were like here have black widow they're like definitely reserving proper high hitters and hard hitters yeah, black for widow picks our soul they're they they just kind of decided they were going to take a bath on this 200 million dollars um right it was it's this is like i think this it missed seven release dates total like it was pushed back seven times total because it was supposed to come out in 2018 and that didn't happen and it was supposed to come out last christmas and that didn't happen and then in march and that didn't happen and then april may june july none of that happened i don't think april may june and july actually happened like i'm trying to think back and i'm pretty sure yesterday was christmas so yeah you're exactly right it's like disney disney was not sitting there going yeah sure we'll give you black widow and it's supposed to come out and if they had done that if they were still willing to do that then i would kind of change my tune on this and i would probably pay 30 dollars for black widow um i mean we paid 30 dollars for this. Yeah, but I was. I do want to register the, the the fact that I wasn't happy about it. Okay. <laughs> um. If you and that's the thing is I don't I don't so I don't want to diminish um the amount of of young Asian folks, specifically Chinese folks, that are now going to see their faces on a movie theater, right? And we're not in a movie theater, obviously, but on TV in a movie, in a Disney movie, a Disney princess movie, right? You can't underestimate that. But that being said, I don't necessarily know outside of that who this movie is for. Like I don't know what they were going for here. Should I just. I said a lot of so, words. I didn't say any words to start the show, and now I said a lot of words. You said a lot of words. So tell me, either, like, yeah, I mean, when I, when I watch this movie, what I don't like is, and, and Danny, you can, you can tell me I'm off for this potentially cold take. I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. Movie's not for me. Correct. If I have a cold take, that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I don't like turning female characters into himbos so that that makes them strong. I think if, from from my perspective, embellishing feminine features to make them strong would be like a, a like a like a more empowering tale. Where where do I land on this? Am I wrong in feeling this way? No, you're not wrong. 
Wow. And um, I, I want to touch on uh, two things. The, the fir- first one, super quick um, uh, uh, segue uh, uh, back to the rating. Uh, this, is, this is actually the, the first PG-13 Disney live action remake. Oh, I didn't know that. And it, it's a very, very light PG-13. Like, very, very light. I know. I, f- <laughs> I feel like if they got word that it could be PG-13, then I would be like, oh, then we're going to make it better. Yeah. Like we're gonna because we I, pulled a lot of punches. I do, going for the PG rating. I do believe right, that it think? was already probably too late by that point. They already reshot half the over half the movie. Got reshot. Yeah. It's again. It's been delayed seven times. Like I think at some point they were just like, we have to put this out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I mean the the new Lion King had more action than than this than um, Mulan. <laughs> so did Aladdin. Like yeah. There's points um, in Aladdin's story where I fear for his life legitimately. Oh, yeah. Never to, never at any point do I worry about Mulan. Tell you the truth. Um. Because she is Superman, right? It's Smallville. And, it's and, not Mulan. And as so, as a cisgendered heterosexual white man whose man opinion doesn't matter on this whatsoever, I truly felt like this did a better job of the of of allowing Mulan to remain. F- feminine than the animated movie did um and they pulled some punches there like she she uh doesn't have a weird like romantic relationship with her military leader which i think is good like they split shang into two characters for that reason i think that was a good call and also she just like you know in in the animated movie it was a lot easier to to draw her and kind of like turn her kind of into a dude a little bit but you can still tell us Mulan. but in this one it's like it's it's they sort of allow her much more to remain like like, she gets to keep her hair she gets to to just sort of remain a lot more feminine to the point where i was almost like okay i don't buy that she's a dude but like that's fine yeah so danny go ahead and respond to the the many points we have just put together uh what one thing about about the the new mulan with mulan specifically is that um i personally was not really a fan of of how she like she was like born with the power of chi how she she, she's like she's basically an enchantress from birth um in the live action whereas in in the anime movie like she's just a regular girl who does who who feels that she does not fit in to the traditional chinese culture and and like um just all the all the traditions with uh being being matched and um, and just all of this, and, like, and she she wants adventure. Um, uh, she wants adventure in the great ride somewhere. <laughs> to quote Belle. Right. <laughs> um, uh, um, I, but going off of that, um, with, with her, with her having that, that power, I, I did like at the beginning how, how her father was, was like very supportive of her with that and how, mm-hmm. and how like, uh, he, he didn't really care about like the gender norms with, um, with a woman having, having the power of chief for good. And then, and then he was basically forced into, um, uh, having to like, having to suppress his, his own feelings, uh, for, for him to support her to. Uh, to live a, very, a much more traditional life, like he, like he kind of fought back uh, that. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, instinct. Yes. Or instinct. Yeah. Because I mean, like he, like from from what what I took, he he was honored to have a daughter who was quote unquote different than than, than like a normal woman. If if I were to have directed Mulan and like wrote it, whatever, I would have tried to to stick with the original more by, by having Mulan be be just a regular girl who feels like she doesn't fit in whereas she has basically magic powers in this even though right. even though like and super feel, super it's, subtle right it's it's super interesting too to me that they're like Mulan has magic powers she's essentially like an enchantress god she can't turn into a falcon like the other girl, but she does have the phoenix following her. But also, like, the whole theme of this character is that, like, you don't need the magic. Four feathers could move a ton, or whatever the line was. And it's like, okay, 
I don't know what she's supposed to, like, what the takeaway is supposed to be. Is it supposed to be that, like, I keep saying Smallville, but is it supposed to be that, like, Superman learns not to punch somebody in the face? Because that's not what it is, because they, like, praise her for having the chi and for using it, and that's how she wins the final battle. So I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like... I mean, okay, like, I guess she has it, but she doesn't have it, but she definitely does have it, and she's suppressed it, but now she doesn't have to, but she still kind of does, because the avalanche that does it, not, like, super cool sword fighting, uh, so it's, it's inconsistent, and I think the reshoots and the, and the multiple writers coming in definitely has an impact on that, but, so that's, that was a frustrating piece for me. And, and if, if this was Disney's way, uh, of saying, like, just, like, just be yourself and let your true colors shine, like, Okay, let's our let our magic shine. <laughs> like, let me use right. the power of chi. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in our everyday life. <laughs> there was something else that I oh I want to talk about. So the original was a musical, right? It had songs. I don't think this movie is missing musical numbers. I think the decision to take the songs out was good. I don't think what we got was good, but I think the decision to take the songs out was good. And I think there is a version of this movie that is extremely good that does not have songs. Mm-hmm. And I, I I do like how they incorporated the original songs into the soundtrack, like into the actual yes. score. I was kind of singing along in my head. <laughs> I did think the score was actually surprisingly not bad. Yeah, I agree. Like it wasn't, I don't think I'm ever going to put a song from this on. Uh, and it sort of didn't know where it wanted to land between like an early stage Avengers movie and like a Star Wars movie, but it like it wasn't a bad score. And so an early Phase Three Avengers movie, yeah, but like not <laughs> without the without the heavy handed light motifs for every single character. Yeah, um, a lot less complicated than <laughs> the late stage Avengers movie. Um, I did think, yeah, I did think the music wasn't wasn't half bad. Um, I was surprised because I really thought that that was going to be a weak point of it, that they were just going to kind of be like, oh, we're not doing music. We're not doing songs. So like, whatever. Just give it a score. There's sure. no music. Yeah. There's, there's no, music doesn't really matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it so good. It's like she's flying through the air and it's silent. That's it. So John Cage. <laughs> And on, on the topic of of references, like like how how with the the, the score, the soundtrack reference the original songs. Um, uh, what do you guys think of, of the references in like the dialogue with um, when all all the all the guys in Mulan are sitting around uh, eating dinner and they're talking about like their uh, their ideal woman, and the one guy is like, I don't care, I don't care what she looks like. All I care about is what she cooks like. Or um, or when I. Uh, Crooked introduced himself and he said that he's like a, he's a good luck charm. I so I I thought those were callbacks. I haven't seen the original Mulan in probably ten years, uh, but I know the songs all word for word. So that's something, right? Uh, but so when I heard those lines, I was like, I think these are callbacks. And I I, I was pretty sure Cricket was a previous character, but he was a Cricket mm-hmm. in the previous film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I like that. I think that's fun. I think that's a nice little nod. I don't think that they need to be connected in any way, but it's the same studio making the same movie, so I'm cool with that. I did. That was the only time it really took me out of it, though, was when they were talking about their ideal woman and they started rhyming. Oh, and like, oh, I thought it was weird that, yeah, in the middle of the movie, all of a sudden, all these guys are being just like super sexist. <laughs> well, that too. But they also just started, they also just started rhyming. And like, yeah. people don't just like, people don't just like say things in rhyme usually. And if they do, it's almost like required that you call yourself out on it. Like, ah, right. oh, I, rhyme. see, I thought it was more like a toast. I thought it was like, a, oh, this is just a thing people say. I don't care what she looks like. I care what she cooks like. You know, I don't know. I, I, that didn't take me out of it. <laughs> but me with- out of it. I, I did know that there were like several moments where they referenced the original dialogue and I caught some of them without it. Like, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but that was the one where I was like, mm, I was a little, little heavy handed guy. Guys, so much. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
they're much. On, they're, and just like I don't necessarily know why that scene needs to exist in that function. Like, like I, here's what I don't get. Explain this to me, Danny or Ethan or anybody. Universe. Why does Superwoman Mulan need a love interest at all? I don't know. Mulan is an independent woman who don't need no man. Why does Katniss <laughs> Everdeen need a love interest? That's exactly what I'm saying. Mulan is asexual through and through. I mean, obviously she's not because she's like, yeah, I'm at this camp and you know what? This other dude is hot. And the other <laughs> dude, is he like, he is straight up hitting on her while she's still Hua Chan or whatever the name is. Yeah. That was the name, right? Uh, what was the name? Uh, Hua Jing? I, we'll just call him H. <laughs> H. Yeah, that's that's a great name for a Twelfth Night character. That's well done. So yeah, she, like while she's still H, this dude's like straight up painting on her. I'm all for Chinese military man discovers his bisexuality. I'm all in. Like, give me that movie every day of the week. But why is it here at all? What like Mulan is an asexual character. She shows up to defend her family's honor because she like doesn't work with the matchmaker. Like she doesn't I guess because like she doesn't work with the matchmaker because she believes in like traditional love, like Eastern love, Western love. We're Westerners. They're Easterners. Western love? I don't I really don't like why can't Mulan just be an asexual character? That's where I land. I, well, like, I, don't, I don't understand. I kind of like the fact that he's still needs. into her while she's pretending to be a dude because it says something nice about like, you know, th- that it's not, it, that that really doesn't matter. And like the thing that you're attracted to about that person will shine through regardless. And I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. On his part, but also like, I don't know why she has to have a boyfriend. Like it doesn't matter. Right. Also, like, like even in the grand scheme of the story, it doesn't matter. It's like, that's what I'm if saying, she had like, just there's so d- many- developed great camaraderie with her crew. And as a result, they had one good battle while she took out the entire Roran army. That's like, they don't matter as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed watching it though. It was funny watching it on my little TV. It was very <laughs> frustrating because it very much was like, this is supposed to be on a big television. <laughs> I, I have a big television and I'm not watching it on it and I'm mad. Yeah, this will not be the first or last movie we review that forces a heterosexual relationship for no reason. <laughs> right. Oh, so I, I- If it's if it's the- Go ahead, Danny. I, your point's better than mine. Mine sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I-, I... <laughs> Um, I want I wanted to go back to the the references uh, because I've, I've been thinking about this for like five days because in in the original Mushu says uh, like all right dishonor dishonor on you dishonor on your family dishonor on your cow um, so when uh, when all the soldiers are in line uh, and and the, um, the the leader is saying like dishonesty penalty is is dishonor dishonor on your family dishonor on whatever like I was so hoping for like a dishonor on your livestock for like a oh, callback so to good. your cow. <laughs> that callback I would have gotten that callback I would have been like oh that's a good one. <laughs> That's, I was looking for like Eddie Murphy to like show up as a character <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I think it would have stuck out like a sore thumb in this one. But <laughs> but I I thought for sure he'd be in there somewhere. But no. Or if, if like, yeah, God, uh, I'm really glad they didn't just jam a white person into this. <laughs> yeah, like no, there's like no white people because right? they did that in Aladdin with uh, what's his name being the the evil prince, not evil prince, the dumb prince that is a rival, the rival prince. Oh yeah, um, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, great value, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll I'll say I was very happy not to see a single white person in this movie. <laughs> white people are just the worst, man. <laughs> We've just had a, uh, there's been enough movies that are about us. Yeah, like why like why do people get so butthurt over representation? <laughs> like like it's just because there's uh 
Like, I, don't, I don't know. I just it's so frustrating. If human, we pull up, humans coming together to to achieve a goal of equality, the audacity! How dare they? A Chinese story happens about Chinese people. Imagine that. I mean, if you want to like really just hurt your heart, go on to IMDb and look up the original Lion King cast. Uh, look just up the look original Mulan pictures. cast. You know, Mulan did better than I thought. It was Ming Na Wen was Mulan. Uh, was I don't know if I'd say Mulan did better than I thought. It's Ming Na Wen and B D Wong and a and and then Donny Osmond and a bunch of other Freddie Fo Shen and uh They really just they really had to get somebody named Donnie to play the Shang character though, because the dude uh Donnie, what's his name? From from It Man uh plays the the commander. His name is Donnie. And I was like, This is Donnie Osmond? No, 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 not Donnie Osmond. Um Donnie Osmond was Shang in the original, but there's the the dude that plays the commander, whatever his name is, Commander Juan or whatever, is also named Donnie in this one. And he's like a Chinese guy named Donnie. All I'm saying is Mulan did better than The Lion King, where Matthew Broderick and Jonathan Taylor Thomas played Simba, the African prince. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. You got you got one one victory here in uh let me hold on, let me pull up the whole cast because I don't wanna misspeak. Whoopi Goldberg was Shenzi, uh James L. Jones. Robert Giami was Rafiki, and James L. Jones was Mufasa. Otherwise, you've got Jeremy Irons as Scar. Jim Cummings is Ed. Oh, and then I'm sorry, Nikita Kalami Harris was young not. Yeah, but J- Jeremy Irons plays the the, the colonizer. That's true. He That's can true. be white. <laughs> It's like King George and Hamilton. That's fine. That's true. That's fair. No, that's fair. Matthew Broderick and Rowan Atkinson have the most lines in this movie. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. Lion King was, uh, you know, we, we, the Disney Renaissance, we wouldn't say it was like full of representation, would we? You know, it was in terms of characters, it was. Uh, hold on. Denny Re- Renaissance. Let me pull up all the films. Well, so that's the thing that people had a re- uh, the issue with, though, is like the only time you ever show people that would be traditionally black, you show them as animals. Right, in the Lion King. In the Lion King and Brother Bear and... and Tarzan. Tarzan. Uh, Princess and the Frog. But there was... There was Princess yeah, and the Frog, yeah. Princess and the Frog. They either are animals or get changed into animals or, or go through some sort of, like, we can't just have them as black people. Also, also the live-action Beauty and the Beast, I mean, there were there were a lot of, of people of color who, who, who played the people versions of, of the, the furniture, but they were furniture for basically the entire movie. The whole movie, yeah. yeah they were only on screen as their as people for Look, not even five minutes. There are a lot of sins committed by the Beauty and the Beast live action Disagree. remake. Disagree. Beauty and the Beast live action is so good. I, I just watched it, I like, I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. It's so, 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 good. so uh, either one of you, Danny, you work with a lot of movies. Why do these Disney live action remakes, with the exception of The Lion King, and The Lion King was like CGI or whatever, why do these Disney live action remakes look so weird to me? Like there's something like unsettling about the, the way they make these movies. Uh, I don't know if it's like a frame rate thing or like a, just some post-processing thing or whatever it is, or the way they're shot or whatever. There's something weird about these movies that like, I get they're trying to like evoke the, the, the cartoony style, but it just is weird to me. I don't no, I can't ever put my finger on it. I think maybe because of of the the modern filming style, the modern cinematography, the modern everything, and because because it's the same studio trying to to recreate their exact movie, but they're trying to make it new and original as much as they can, but while trying to while trying to stick with uh, the original animated movie, while also trying to. Uh, they just look differently the same, okay? Yeah. yeah. They just 
I really like the Beauty and the Beast. I'm so surprised you didn't like Beauty and the Beast, Ethan. This is such a good Ethan take is that like, okay, yeah, the Disney remake sucks, but Beauty and the Beast slaps. Okay, so this I would say my, my ranking of, I'm not, I haven't seen the Jungle Book, um, and I, everybody forgets about that one anyway. My ranking would be uh, Aladdin, what about Alice? Aladdin, Lion King, this Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I just can't. Believe really that. didn't like I know it. You really, I liked really did not enjoy it. What, it about, the, what about the live action? It. Um, the live action Cinderella from 2015. Oh yeah, live action haven't Cinderella. seen it either. But it's not ever gonna beat the uh, the Whoopi Goldberg one, the 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 uh, the Brandy one, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the like ABC about, TV what about one. The uh, the the Alice movies. Oh, the see, Tim I like Burton. those. <laughs> I yeah. like those, but they, yeah, those are those are Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Helen and Bottom Carter, that whole uh, thing. I don't know if Johnny Depp said him or not, actually, to tell you the truth, but <laughs> yeah. that whole- I believe he is. That whole conglomerate of people. And those are just, those are like, I mean, it's like, the first one is like an acid trip, and then they're like an acid trip in live action. I think, I don't know, I've never done acid. Uh, that's what I imagine <laughs> acid would feel like, is like my playing cards coming to life and and and, and confusing me. Caterpillar cat smoking. more and more teeth. <laughs> I just can't believe you didn't like Beauty and the Beast. What a good film. I mean, so here's the thing. I didn't like it in the 90s. I don't like it now. I don't really like it. Did you like, did really you like, like it when Paul Ferris and Emily Smith performed? I mean, I listen to Emily Smith sing anything. She's, you yeah. know, a, a beacon of hope in my in my bleak existence. She really is. Grand Rapids doesn't deserve oh, her. Oh, not at all. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I was not a big Beauty and the Beast fan really ever. It never did it for me. Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid were the ones that I was like, everybody loves these movies, but I do not. <gasps> I like The what? Lion King. <laughs> I liked Aladdin. Um, you know, I was not a fan of Tarzan or Hercules either, really. You basically just dissed like my movie? entire sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like, I am a, you don't know this because you've never been on our show before, but I am a notoriously cold on the on the Mouse House. Um, on oh, the Renaissance. Yeah, the, rena- the Renaissance especially. I, I legitimately, to this day, still, and granted, have not seen it in the theaters, probably won't ever watch it again until I have kids to not ruin it for me, but I legitimately preferred uh, almost everything about the live-action Aladdin. The exception of Mina Mossad singing. Dude, can't sing at all. Um, That's fun. One fine. jump ahead of the bread line. Yeah, it wasn't good, but he's a good actor. <laughs> he One looks swing the part. ahead of the sword. <laughs> and, um, I steal only what I can't afford. Yeah, and but the girl, yeah, it wasn't, so it didn't bother me until, and we had a whole episode on this, it didn't bother me until we got to a whole new world and what is her name oh my god she's so what good is her name? The, naomi, the scott? Most, naomi scott such a beautiful phenomenal voice so and he comes in oh after no. her and it's just like a whole new I world, you world. <laughs> and i'm like oh god when they're t- when they're separate when he's doing his like street rat riffraff <laughs> i don't buy that thing it's fine and then she's like speechless oh speed I'm here to defend Speechless to the community at large. If you've been listening to Speechless on Pandora Radio, keep listening to it. That's my whole thing. Um, it's good. I like it. Naomi Scott so deserves I, all the songs. I do want to say- Naomi like, Scott for Ariel is how I feel right now. I do want to say this is not a like, I didn't have a horrible time watching this movie. I don't hate this movie. Um, It's just like, it's a movie. It's fun. It's fine. There's nothing egregiously wrong with it. There's nothing amazing about it. I'll probably have forgotten almost everything about it in four days. Uh, I watched it like three days ago, so I can confirm most of it is gone. It's pretty. It's got a beautiful, beautiful color it's palette. It's so pretty. Vibrant, it's... beautiful colors. This is the, Disney's one of the only people that's still doing this. Uh, all movies look like ter- they're terrible now. Even Avengers Endgame was all sepia the whole time. And this is, is vibrant and beautiful. What did you think, Ethan? Uh, the Chinese soldiers wearing bright blue uniforms. Loved it. I mean, I loved it for my eyeballs, but like, were you like, that's just not how There was China a lot of hashtag <laughs> accidentally Wes Anderson in this movie, and I was here for all of it. <laughs> Beautiful color palettes, just like 
still shots of pictures on walls you know the the people people standing very far away from the camera in the dead center of the frame i was here for all of it um and it was it was directed by a woman and she's the second woman to ever direct a disney movie that cost more than a hundred million dollars yeah uh after ava duvernay doing wrinkle in time which also got panned i believe captain marvel was directed by a woman um yeah i said disney that's a disney movie yeah okay but it's not though so you mean like no no other studio attached i'm reading the imdb trivia for this movie also yeah probably no other studio attached also i don't think they let uh, a woman do captain marvel by herself if i remember correctly oh i think you're right. i do think there was like a man involved look Stupid i got men. i got my share of issues God. with disney men suck so much <laughs> What? I said, I got my share issues with Disney. I've aired them plenty of times. I'm not, this is not what this episode is for. Um, we got to see a lot of, of great, uh, great Chinese and Asian faces on the screen in this movie. And that is always a great thing. Uh, it just, it super duper made me want to watch Parasite because the dude that plays <gasps> yes. Mulan's father reminds me of the dad in Parasite. I've decided this is now a review of Parasite. <laughs> Uh, Danny, talk to me about Parasite. Give me all of your feelings on Parasite. I loved it. Like, from beginning to end, like, it, there was no dull moment. I mean, that, like, it... It's it's literally two different movies in one. Like it starts off as as like um uh as like a heist movie, like like a comedy heist movie, and then at the like almost exactly in the middle, it just it switches to like to a mystery thriller and and like um. Uh, like an escape movie like oh, it's, so it's, good. it's beautiful it's fun it's funny it's intense it's um like so <laughs> deserving of the oscar 100 oh, percent. <laughs> and like i i literally like um like uh because I, I i usually don't have nightmares from movies because like um because horror horror is my, actually my, my favorite genre uh i like i i love I, I I love I love uh, watching scary movies because because I know I know how how the effects are done like because I've I've made my own short films and so like I I can watch movies from behind the camera um but the the one shot of um of the the housekeeper's husband peeking up from the stairs like oh like that that could have given me nightmares for, for oh decades my God. like like yes. like I I literally went like like my heart like sank in the theater I think I audibly went. Oh, in the theater. <laughs> yes. Because you don't know. You don't know if at any point in this movie it's going to be like a monster film. And obviously it isn't, which makes it so great. Like, we are the monsters, right? That's the... We're the parasites. We're all the parasites. Uh, Bro, that would have oh, a wild so twist good. to parasite if like... All of a sudden, somebody's standing there and like a, like an alien monster just rips out from inside of them. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's the same movie as uh, I mean, it's not the same movie. It's definitely way better in every single way. It's the same as like I Am Legend, where like like Will Smith is the is the zombie at the end, and the zombies are like the civilized, right? That's the whole. You read the book in the, in the. I'm guessing in the book it, it's it's much more exaggerated than in the film, especially because the film took a different ending for the first time around. So. In the book, the uh, the zombies can talk to him. Yeah, and he still tries to like blow him up. Yes, and also they mm. just mm. say things, man, and it like pulls on all of the strings inside of your soul. It's crazy. It's like a short story, but like not a short story. It's like a super long short story, but not like book. It's like a short novel. It's a novella. Yeah, it's like the Magic Treehouse, but for serious adults uh yeah i mean it's like probably like 100 pages long the magic treehouse is like 100 pages long is it really i used to, 
I love. I don't the know. Magic I used to have house. the. I, I used to have the books. little like, and the house began to spin. I used to have that memorized, and when my mom would get to that page, I would be like, "Wait, wait, let me say it." That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I love those books, and and I love them so much because my brothers didn't read them, so it was like it was like my kid's book to love. <laughs> My yes. kid's book to love. Not the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> this one's mine. Does anybody know if the, the um, black and white version of Parasite was ever like made available for, for uh, consumption, for public consumption? I don't want to die, Ethan. I don't want to die, okay? Also, speaking of movies not giving you nightmares, if I think about the movie Us for more than like 10 minutes, I cry and have a nightmare. Like, I, fully I, I have like. not seen Us, so don't. No spoilers on that, because I really want to see it. <laughs> oh, okay, it's so, so good. Oh imagine, my gosh. Us is very good. You should watch it. Imagine if Parasite was actually a horror movie but still contained no jump scares. Ooh, I love Us those kinds is amazing of for for so many reasons. <clears throat> Jordan Peele is a, a mostly genius. because it contains a horror movie that contains no jump scares and I hate yes. jump scares. Speaking of horror also, movie Also I I've watched Go ahead, yeah. Speaking of horror movie with no jump scares, that this is a a German film that came out in 2016, I think, 2015-ish. Um, Good Night, Mommy. Like, wow, that movie. I've heard of that. It's so good. There's no jump scares, and there's a twist Ooh. at the end that you do not Ooh. see coming. You're really selling this to me. I don't like jump scares, <laughs> but I do like horror movies. But mm-hmm. I like so I like to watch horror movies done of jump scares. But all of them do these days because that's the only kind of horror movie they make anymore. Uh, is it's not true. Like, there's there's a new wave. Of of good horror, Ethan. A new way. Uh, yeah, there's there's Jordan Peele's uh, Get Out, and there's Jordan Peele's Us, and there's Parasite, and that's it. And there's and there's and there's John Krasinski's A Quiet Place. Mm, wouldn't say that's bereft of jump scares. <laughs> you, you might be right about that. Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Haven't seen oh, it. Love that movie. Oh, Not horror it. though. I don't yeah. think it's horror. I think it is uh, a psychological thriller. You know, movie slaps. You know, movie absolutely. F- Rips is Cloverfield. Oh, Cloverfield yes. is good. The single most underrated movie ever made. What about uh? Let's talk about Chronicle for five seconds. Chronicle not as good as Cloverfield. No, but it's hand I'm camera. I'm a sucker for a hand camera movie. I really am. God, or a found footage movie. It's a fucking Europa Report. Fuck that movie. God, <laughs> I'm still that? mad. Don't ever watch it. You've never heard of it, but don't ever watch it. Uh, what about? I've heard of the Europa Report. Go ahead. Uh, what about VHS? Haven't watched like it. Like the format. Or the movie. The movie. I have not heard of this. It it came out. It was just within the last decade. It was like early 2010s, I think. Um, but it's it's five short horror uh, found footage movies in one, and um uh, uh and like the, the whole premise is uh, there's like these three or four guys who break into the, this uh this warehouse and they find the like the these lost five tapes and they're trying to solve the mystery that that kind of connects all of them and oh, like, see, i don't like that i don't like that that's too close to home that is too close to home for me <laughs> can't do it um, that makes me think of hank green's book an absolutely remarkable thing do either of them turn into jelly no. <laughs> it makes okay, me think well. of the book uh, Universal Harvester by John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats, um, in which a dude that works for a video rental store finds weird things happening on tapes that are returned back to the store. Like, people start filming murders on the tapes that they then return to the video store, and it's terrifying. Ooh, yikes. It's also, a book. This is not a movie, it's a book. Ooh. Which is infinitely more scary, because then you can get an audiobook narrator just, like, whispering this terrifying 
into your ears in the middle of the night where you're driving down the road. Also, Unfriended and Unfriended to Dark Web. You know, I've heard that those movies are like criminally underrated. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I like, like found footage movies enough that I actually put myself through the quarantine movies, both of them, and the Spanish version too, the original. I, I saw that uh, that quarantine and uh, Contagion were like number one on on like stream on whatever streaming service. I think it was like Amazon streaming services and Netflix for like three months straight during <laughs> over the past six months. Well. <laughs> I feel like people that were watching Quarantine, the movie, were very disappointed when they found out that it was about people, like, possessed by actual ghost demons and not, like, I about think, a disease. I think that's accurate, though. I mean, that's what I'm possessed by. <laughs> ah. I mean, I don't think most people that get COVID-19 start murdering their entire apartment building. No. No. Uh-uh. Uh, but Contagion, yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, maybe Outbreak as well. Uh, uh, the first Planet of the Apes film is all that ever comes to mind for me on these. Like the the, the, the prequel trilogy thing. N- yeah, of, of, of the first, the, the, not the first, but like the first one with Caesar. Ooh, that's a good movie. At the end of it, they do like a, and then the dude from Jurassic Park gets infected and then he infects oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah. I know that he's not the dude from Jurassic Park. He's the dude from many things, but that's what I- <laughs> Sam Neill? What is his- no, not Sam Neill. God, that'd be so Jeff cool. Goldblum. No, no, the uh, the guy with the Jeep with the- Newman. Ah, uh, what is his name? Oh. Um, Laura Wayne Dern. Knight. No, I'm kidding. Is it Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Knight? Wayne Knight. Newman from Seinfeld is Wayne Knight, yeah. Wayne Knight, yes. Wayne Knight as Dennis Nedry. 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 Nedry, yeah. Nedry. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Laura Dern should be in every movie ever made. I think my favorite horror movie of all time is Little Women 2019 starring Laura Dern. God, Little Women does have to be a horror movie if you're like a manly straight white dude. (laughs) God, that has to be terrifying. Okay, so we're talking about horror movies and my door just opened by itself. (laughs) I heard that. Oh my God, I actually heard it as well. And I thought it was your fiance. I thought and he was I, coming in, like, it was, I mean, maybe he walked by, and, or maybe he shut, like, a window in, like, the uh, the air just kind of, like, shut something open, or, like, off Well, the maybe open. it's a ghost. Maybe it's a ghost. <laughs> we'll never know. Have you considered the possibility? <laughs> so, every now, so I, I, um, I live in an old apartment building that's, like, 115 years old, 120 years uh-huh. old, something like that. It was built in, like, 1905 or something, and, uh-huh. uh, so it just makes noise all the time. Like, it's never exactly quiet in here, um, and every now and then recently, there's just, like, it'll be, like, 1.30 in the morning, and there'll just be a door slamming sound from somewhere in the building, uh, which is terrifying because 50% of the apartments are not occupied currently. Oh, that is terrifying. And so, like, on yeah. nights when my girlfriend works, because she's a night shift nurse, on nights when my girlfriend works, it's me and one other dude in this apartment, as I mean, this building, as far as I know. And realistically, what it is, is some baker at Jimmy John's coming in to like start doing bread first thing in the morning. Maybe not at one o'clock, but that's what I like to tell myself so that I don't like freak out. But it's just like a loud slamming noise from somewhere in the building. And it could be outside. It could be in a different building. I have no idea. Maybe it is somebody at Hardee's starting their handmade biscuits like they do every morning. Well, it's not a Hardee's. I know it's there's a not Jimmy Hardee's. John's. I know so there's like, a Jimmy John's in your building, but have you considered it's also a Hardee's? Um, have you ever gone? Hey, tell me this. Tell me this. Have you ever gone up to the counter and said, I'll take a thick burger? And have <laughs> They said, I'm sorry, I'll sir. A, this is a black Angus Frisco <laughs> thick burger. And have they ever said, I'm sorry, sir, this isn't a Hardee's? I don't think so. So there's no way for you to really know. So I Ethan, went to I went if to the Jimmy Hardee's or not. I went to the Jimmy John's underneath me one time. Um when I'm I've been here since March. And I've been one time. And I'll tell you why I've only been one time is because they closed at three o'clock. Um and I usually remember to eat food at like four or five and they're already closed. Uh, but I went there for dinner one time before they started those new quarantine hours, and that sandwich took twenty-five minutes for that woman to make because she would not shut up for three seconds 
Now, so the way Jimmy John's works, Ethan, behind the, the door is everything is preloaded. This is why they're freaky fast. Yeah. Everything is preloaded into a scoop so that all they have to do is scoop and then pass the next person. Scoop and then pass the next person. Well, this is one and woman here by the herself. Person, they reload uh, the making scoop. Sandwiches that doesn't make any sense because Jimmy John's is freaky fast. I think what you went to, Ethan, was a Hardee's. Well, what I think- Where is, they make what, everything by hand. What I think the case is, is they get approximately zero orders between 5 p.m. and uh, 9 p.m. when they used to close on a weekday. Yeah. I think they get approximately zero orders. It's like during the day, they are freaky fast and the dudes on bikes will be in and out of here every eight seconds. Um, yeah. And I followed one of those dudes on the bike one time on my, in my car. Cause it was like, I happened to be I leaving at the same time he was leaving. And like, we just kept driving the same direction. And that dude was like outpacing me in my, my motor vehicle, just like Lance Armstrong in it with this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaky fast, man. Freaky fast. It's crazy. Those dudes definitely make less than a minimum wage. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's been zero turnover as far as I can tell. So there's got to be something keeping them there. Maybe it's free sandwiches. Can I tell you all a funny story? What's that? So I have an elevator in my building, right? Um, Just real quick, when you said elevator, my brain was like, he's going to finish this word with fant. Elephant. I have an elephant <laughs> in my building. I have an elephant in my building. <laughs> and it's normally how people say the word elephant. Um, I've got an elevator in my building, right? And inside the elevator is a phone. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in the elevator. The I, this is a couple months ago. And I'm meaning to tell the story on the podcast forever. A couple months ago, I'm in this elevator and the phone starts ringing. And I'm like, it's behind the like fireman thing. Like, I don't know what to do with it i don't even know how to get to it it starts ringing right and it turns out that it's a speakerphone okay um so it rings and rings and rings it picks up and it goes hi we've been trying to reach you about the extended warranty on your vehicle no <laughs> and were you like sir there is no warranty on this elevator no it was like it was a, it was a robo call and i just like i had to sit in the elevator and listen to the whole call just like leaning against the wall like cry laughing at this because it was just like i didn't i was scared for the phone to pick up and like figured somebody could like hear me on the end it was gonna be like hello <laughs> but no, i was just like hi we've been trying to reach you about the extended warranty on your vehicle and i was like oh my god <laughs> you should have been like sir this is a hardy's <laughs> yeah sir, 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 this sir, is a wendy's <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before Do to the people that are calling me about the extended warranty of my vehicle. Like when I'll pick it up and it's an actual person, I've literally done the, sir, this is a Wendy's and just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the quick question, Ethan. Recently, do you have you been getting more robocalls, less robocalls as 2020 comes to a head? Because the technology is there. Verizon, AT&T, etc. They can like, they have the AI to stop robocalls. That's very exciting. Uh, I, I don't know if you know this about me, Ethan. I regularly am what they call a keyboard warrior. I'm a top fan on many large uh, news outlets on Facebook. I've, I've got the badge and everything. Wear it with pride. I don't know if you know this. Uh, as a result, somebody who has my phone number continues to sign me up for like every Republican's uh, text alerts. All of them. All of them. I am getting text messages every day, multiple times a day, asking if I want to donate to save the Senate seat in Wisconsin for the Republicans. Oh, I get them. I get them from stuff that I once upon a time when I used to be a Republican signed up for. Oh, God. Um, and I'll get like, help save Scott Taylor's Senate seat in Virginia Beach. And I'm like, um, Scott, you, you guys ever know, you, you ever seen Parks and Rec? Either of you? Like the yes. TV yeah, show? I've seen, I've seen Parks and Recreation. Yeah. So when, when Leslie runs for Senate Council, she does the debate and she runs against that guy that's from like the guns, guns and more guns party. Yeah. Is that's, that Scott Taylor? That's Congressman Scott Taylor from Virginia Beach. He used to just like, he used to put up billboards in Hampton Roads that were just him standing there with an assault rifle. It's just like, I'm Scott Taylor and I was in the military and I'm going to save your second amendment. So I get text messages that are like, Scott Taylor's here to protect your guns every day. And I get that. Dan, I, if you're- 
I get ones from Danny's the- sitting here like, I don't know if you guys know this. I am a platinum member of uh, the Grand Old Party. Uh, I, I donate $10,000 a year. If that is true, I did not know this about you, but I don't think it is <laughs> I true. I can't believe that would be true. <laughs> oh, I don't even make $10,000 a year. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not a Republican then. <laughs> Uh, no, I do get, I do also get texts from the Trump campaign that are just like, we need your help to win in 2020. And I'm just like, frick off, man. No, he'll send text messages. And I don't want to make this an overly political podcast. I want to talk about Mulan, where we, uh, oh, we do need a disclaimer here uh, regarding Mulan. Re colon Mulan. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, all the views of bacon and eggs are our own, and we don't speak for any actor, nor does any actor speak for us. Cool. Moving on. Also, on that, also, we watch the movie because we review movies, and we told you not to watch it. So I feel like we're in the clear. Moving on. No, the real thing is, I just don't know anything about international politics, and I don't really feel comfortable speaking about international politics in any regard um love your neighbor the police (laughs) (laughs) yes i think that's four episodes running that i've i've snuck a a snuck a 12 in there (laughs) that should be a shirt (laughs) once it was love love your neighbor (laughs) the police matthew 12 28 (laughs) (laughs) um so i have a game i want to play i want to ask you to this or that okay Okay. And I want to ask you one of these things. It's not necessarily which one you prefer, but which one like elevates you to an ancestral plane that makes you sort of just in general better than other human beings. You may not prefer the one that elevates. Here's what I want to talk about, guys. There's a few questions involved here. Which one of these makes you a better person? Crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. I mean, to each their own, but I mean, like I like. No, 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 no. There's one of these where like when you were at lunch. And and like the person you thought was cool busted out their PB and J and they were like and they were Ethan I'm talking and they were like oh I I go crunchy and you were like that is the correct answer I need to know which one of those it was oh uh, definitely crunchy <laughs> crunchy yeah crunchy makes you a better person I'm a wholeheartedly uh, here's agree my with thing you. y'all okay I hear what you're saying you like your fancy peanut butter with the bits in it or whatever yeah I do if- I got 64 <laughs> ounces of it in my kitchen. If crunchy peanut butter was better, they would put it in Uncrustables. They don't. I win. See, hold on a minute. You think Uncrustables are the ancestral plane of a PB and J? You ever had an Uncrustable <laughs> in Valhalla? You think they have, serve? Have you ever had an Uncrustable? Yes, I've had many an Uncrustable. I rest my case. I'm gonna take it. You take, think in- I'm gonna take my case off of my phone? I'm gonna go tuck it into bed because it's resting. Okay. Okay. Follow up question: Jif or Skippy? There are no other options. If you come in here with Peter Pan, I swear to God. Oh. I've only I've only had uh, Jif uh, peanut butter, but I also get the store brand. But Jif is fine. <laughs> store brand is excellent, obviously. Store brand is is king because it is like th- eighty nine cents for as much peanut butter as no, Jif, see, which is nine dollars. Again, here's my thing. Um, there are certain things that you shouldn't skimp on, right? Certain things mm-hmm. you shouldn't buy the store brand. You should just treat yourself every time. And one of those is peanut butter. That being said, choosy moms, anything's choose Jif. I think Skippy uh, yeah. made a run in our lifetime. Right. They they went from they went from not existing to being like a na- like a gogurt of um, peanut butter. Yeah, and I think made- the gimmick makes them the Miller Lite of peanut butter. So there's no doubt. What? I'm I'm Team Jif. Wait, what? Who makes the Miller Lite of peanut butter? What? Jif or uh, Skippy makes the Miller Lite of peanut butter because they make a gogurt container of peanut. Butter. Butter. That's that's a Miller Lite move. That yeah, is a vortex yeah, they did do that. Um, that is a that is a Skippy can. peanut butter is is so sweet. I've got some Skippy peanut butter right now. I've been making fluffernutter sandwiches. Oh my god! Very you make sweet. fluffernutter with Skippy? I sure do. <laughs> god, no wonder you had ten cavities in high school. 
I sure do. God, you might as well grind up Jolly Ranchers and put them in there, man. Like, oh. Do you, do you know? Do you know what I've done to stop getting cavities? I'll tell you the the secret. Stop going to the dentist. Stop going to the dentist. <laughs> Who needs a dentist? Who needs a dentist? <laughs> you can't get cavities if you don't go to the dentist. I That's not true. Please go to the dentist. If you get a tooth abscess, you could die from brain aneurysms. Um, yeah, go to the dentist. Go to the dentist. Uh, if, if your teeth, hey, 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 listener. Hey, listener. I know you're not always going to go for your six-month checkup. Dental insurance is something you got to pay for in most places. I get it. I understand it. If your teeth start hurting, go to the dentist. You will die. Also, dental insurance is super cheap. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take advantage of it. You should get your glasses every year and you should go to the dentist every year because dental and vision are both super cheap and you pay for them. They come out of your paycheck unless you don't, unless you work for yourself. Hey, do y'all like know the two I wear women's sunglasses sunglasses apparently? Hey, Ethan, your women's sunglasses slay. Yeah. Okay. Slay. So I bought these sunglasses. They're like, they're like, uh, I think they were called, the lenses were called plum. They're like gently purple and it's like a rose gold frame. And I bought them because, and I was right about this. I bought them because I thought they would be a good sunglasses for like a cloudy day when like you don't want to get when the, like the, the sun coming off the clouds is a little bit white and a little bit bright but you don't want like dark sunglasses that you can't see out of they're perfect for that and they make me look like Travis McElroy I'm here for it I would say I would say if you looked like any of the McElroys it'd be Justin I mean yeah but I don't think so Justin like never has a beard that's true that's true but I still feel like you <laughs> I mean, I don't, so I don't Which die. Which McElroy do I look like? Wait a minute. Griffin. Who am I? You look like Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. I would die. You to be legitimately McElroy. look like Griffin McElroy. Like, <laughs> anyway. They, so they look like, they look like the Tony Stark Edna glasses, but without, um, Edith, Edith glasses, uh, but without the, the thick frames. They look like the same shape. Uh, anyway. On the topic of plum, I have one final, uh, kids lunch sandwich. This is about question. plums. I have no idea. <laughs> No, it's not necessarily about plums, although I guess you could put them in the mix. Uh, strawberry jelly or grape jelly makes you a better person. Isn't better, makes you a better person. I'm going to let Danny talk first because I'm curious. I'm talking I have strong feelings on this one. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, grapes are like a luxury. <laughs> she said grapes are a luxury. Have you ever dipped a grape in chocolate? I don't think so. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe you have. have. That sounds weird. Like, do, have you ever seen uh, seen people feed feed like I mean, like you you've seen people feed other people grapes right off the right off the stem and the vine? <laughs> what about I strawberries? Mean, I, <laughs> Well, well, I've seen some, uh, I have, yes. Gra- grapes are would... a more, um, grapes are a more sexual fruit and strawberries <laughs> are more sensual fruit, sensual fruit. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, before you, let's just, okay. Uh, let me see if I can get the. So here's my, here's my thing behind this. Every sandwich has a like specified components, right? Like you can, you can air from these things. You can change it however you want, but like every sandwich got a name and every sandwich got a list of components. Like if you, if you order a Monte Cristo, right? Like there's things that are supposed to come on that. Okay. Yeah. If you order an Italian, uh, it's supposed to come on. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich is creamy peanut butter and grape jelly. It's creamy peanut butter and grape jelly. Yes. I'm with that. I recognize that reality. I don't accept it, but I That's what I'm saying. If you want to do, if you want to do strawberry jelly or crunchy peanut butter, that's fine. But that is not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Kid who comes to lunch, the kid who comes to lunch with a crunchy peanut butter strawberry jelly on white, no debate here, no debate. Crunchy peanut butter strawberry jelly on uh, white. Look, here's my thing: is immediately becomes quarterback of the football team. Immediately, imme- there is no question about it. Immediately, it doesn't matter if you've never played sports before. It doesn't matter if she's never played sports before. Quarterback of the football team. Crunchy peanut butter strawberry jelly on white. Hundred percent. It's a bold sandwich. It's a bold sandwich, and it, it makes you stand out at the lunch table. Recently, like I didn't have any sandwich bed recently, and I made a uh, sandwich that was. Uh, I swear to God, if you tell me that you put crunchy peanut butter and strawberry jelly on a hot dog. 
chocolate bun. Our friendship is over. <laughs> I put creamy peanut butter and grape jelly on sourdough. Because <laughs> I really need a PB&J. And let me tell you, uh, sourdough bread, for all it's great for, um, is too porous for peanut butter. <laughs> I feel like a crunchy peanut butter would, would help hold its shape. It might have. There's a lot but of what shoulder I, action in my peanut butter. What I, <laughs> what I got was a slice of bread that was leaden with, with peanut butter because like <laughs> I would spread it and spread it and spread it. It would go. It wouldn't go anywhere. Like it wasn't. It was just going inside the bread till it was like leaking out the other side. You could have gone downstairs to Hardee's and been like, can I just have a hamburger bun, please? <laughs> could I please just have a hamburger I've bun? I've made a peanut butter jelly on a hamburger bun before. I'm not kidding. I've That's been desperate. White. Okay, hamburger bun. What is the correct hamburger bun, Ethan? If somebody says, hey, get buns for the grill out, what are you supposed to bring? I have no idea. I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> Danny, do you know? I don't know. The, are you like a secret vegetarian? I guess this is the first meat-based question. No. Okay, what hamburger bun is best? I'm a pretzel bun man myself, but if I bring those to the cookout, I'm, I'm leaving by myself. <laughs> My child and wife will leave me. I will usually buy, like, Wonder Bread hamburger buns. Like the 89 cent store brand ones? Yeah. Or like, okay. Or Wonder Bread brand yeah. ones if they have them for right. like 99 cents. So not like brioche, not potato, not... Um, yeah, not everybody not likes potato buns. They're real sweet and real, like thick real like dense um i like potato buns but i go for a sunbeam the honey buns honey buns are good i do love yeah. sun, either a hot dog bun or hamburger bun um i do like a sunbeam oh hey, hot dog bun is a totally different conversation my dad used to buy split top hot dog buns and he would put if bratwurst you, see, on them that's in, that's an insult it was it was hard to eat a bratwurst like that the toppings would yeah. not stay in the, the bratwurst would not stay in <laughs> a split top hot dog bun sucks is, is always is the worst who who thought of this chicago <laughs> Like spin, it's like splitting up on a French fry. <laughs> it's, like it's exactly like splitting up on a French fry. What are they thinking? <laughs> yeah, never, never once have I like eaten a chili cheese fry and been like, you know what I should do? Cut this, fr like bisect this fry and then stuff some chili inside of it. You just eat it with a thing on it, man. Like it's just a. Mm. Let's talk about Mulan. Fry shape. <laughs> Fry shape. Optimal fry shape, Ethan. I don't like steak Danny. fries. I'm going to tell you straight up, I don't like steak fries. You don't like steak fries. I don't fries. like steak Even fries. If you're at Red Robin, you get yourself a... Uh, I mean, uh, like, uh, I'll eat them. Tavern I'm burger. I'm not eat them. And there's potatoes, you know what, man. You know, what my, you know day, what's my preferred potatoes. fry shape? Sweet potato. Can we <laughs> pause real quick? Danny, you have the coolest tattoo on your left shoulder <laughs> oh, in the history you. of time. This <laughs> this is the... It's, 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 it's so cool. <laughs> Damn, that's a whole ass lion. It's just a lion's head. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, but it's like extremely I detailed. I wasn't intentionally trying to show it off. I just had, I just had it to my shoulder. But now that, now that you bring it up, it's coming Nasha up. Said, like, mm, look at my lion tattoo. Like, oh, I, have, I have an itch. Ethan's like, I have most of a triangle over here. <laughs> Got a knife on my leg. Tell me about the lion tattoo. I want to know everything. Unless you're like, it's really personal. I really don't want to share. It's like, In which don't case, look at it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's Mufasa, I've seen enough right? Instagram posts <laughs> no, it's, uh, where it is highlighted. It's Aslan from Narnia because Aslan. I knew that Narnia is my all-time favorite movie, and I would really, I would, love to, I would love to come back in December to talk about Narnia because it will be the 15-year anniversary of it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, put that I'm on the so counter. I'm so happy that you want to do that with us. Yeah. What's the we what's the week? We just got a request like not a damn week ago to talk about at least the first Narnia movie. Yes. Yeah. And somebody was like, it holds up great. And we were like, I, 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 my I brain, don't know. I, I like, haven't I seen know. it since apparently 2005. I know that somebody really likes this movie, but I knew you were scheduled to talk Mulan. So hell yeah. It was out of my brain. Come back and we, talk about the 15th anniversary of Narnia. Yes. It, it Bro, I'm going to read all the books between now and then. I'm going to do that. I'm <laughs> that also means that we'll be in the midst of our token like yes. situation. <gasps> do it. So it'll be, do it. Mm. Uh, it'll be all in. The and then we'll do Star Wars Yeah, again. McWatt's coming back on for, uh, we're going to have three weeks of McWatt eventually. Three straight weeks. All those extended editions. Oh my God, it's going to take a million years Are we really doing the extended them. editions? I mean, I'm watching them. You can't stop me. Okay, that's fair. God. I bought them. I own them. I need to. I need to buy them because I don't, currently, currently I own them but I only own them in square format because I bought the DVDs in 2003 Mm-mm-mm-mm. and, and I only have uh, I only have Fellowship of the Ring of the Two Towers because Taylor Persano still has my Return of the King Taylor is I need you to gush on Narnia been, more Danny while we're years. talking about it hey, Taylor's been gush nine on years. Narnia Narnia oh my like I could I could talk for decades about this movie <laughs> I saw it I'll give you a decade and a half <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how does the Aslan CGI hold up? That's the real question I have. Oh, like it's it holds up so well. Like all, I feel like all of the CGI in this movie holds up very well. Um, there, there is there is just just this one this one uh, short scene that like you can tell it's a green screen. Um, when they're when, uh, when they're on that uh, that huge mountain pass, looking over and they see the stone table because they're they're gonna meet Aslan in like a few hours because they have to have to travel and and winter's almost over. But like uh, it, it's a beautiful setting, but behind them like the the lighting is just not the same like it you can you can very much tell it's a green screen but other than that i mean like like the the battle uh aslan the beavers um like all the backgrounds like everything because there, there's so much there's so much practical effects in this movie too like all the right, right, right. all the makeup the costumes like it is absolutely phenomenal um it's it's just a timeless classic in my book um and <clears throat> and with my tattoo like it was it was a a one sitting five-hour tattoo <laughs> one sitting <Yep. laughs> it is so cool like when i first saw your instagram and i saw that you were like constantly highlighting ta- this tattoo i was like there's no way it's even real <laughs> it's like it can't be it's too cool it's extremely realistic it's especially extremely realistic for five hours yeah <laughs> the, I, so you have a lot of tattoos real. that i'm a huge fan of you also have one on your arm that says be your mythical best yes. i when i'm not like a tattoo person like i'm i'm uninked mm-hmm. uh but like i so badly wish in my heart of hearts that like i would struggle buying a, a sticker that said be your mythical pest because i'd be so scared that like in six months i'm not going to care about Rhett and link and i'll think that's a stupid sticker and because i just go through phases with my hobbies even though i've liked Rhett and link for the past like three years i love your tattoo is all i'm trying I've to like say Rhett and link for the past like 13 cool. years <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> t-shirt war volume one got me and like, because I, I got, that was me with the Philip DeFranco show. I I was watching Philip DeFranco before he was setting his like thumbnail as a hot girl. Yeah. Before that is when I started watching Philly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't even watch PDS anymore. Anyway, go on, please. And, and like, I've gotten a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, like, um, like the, the the whole like, um, well, if you got a tattoo, like, you're gonna regret it down the road, blah blah blah. But like, I've gotten like specifically with this, it's, it's like, oh, what if you're not a fan of Rhett and Link anymore? Um, 
which like 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 who 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 like who knows like maybe like 15 years down the road maybe maybe, maybe I've stopped watching the mythical morning maybe, maybe they stopped making the mythical morning that that does not right. like like I'm like I'm still going to live right and like wholeheartedly um but uh um with the like two things with with their with the model of mythicality which is curiosity creativity and tomfoolery I mean like that's just me in a nutshell like I'm a goofball uh I I I, I like to think I'm creative <laughs> And, uh, You're extremely creative. <laughs> you are like the most creative person I've talked to oh, thank at you. least today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, right? Right, and like, are the reason why, are the reason I started my channel in the first place. Like, they are like th- they were basically like I don't want to say like the stepping stool, but but they definitely gave me like m- that my biggest boost and uh, like basically it gave me my big break uh, with <clears throat> right. with uh, editing is everything and, and ju- like just gave me that boost that. I like um like what I do apparently entertains people and it and, does. and like it's very good. thank you and like that like my mission is my mission in life is to not only bring my visions to life but to also just just entertain people make people smile make people feel something so so this tattoo it it, it just brings back like that um kind of like that that childhood joy like like christmas it, it's kind of like what I feel so- and here's what I love about your tattoo is it it says I love this thing and I love it right now specifically the Danny who got the tattoo like at the parlor I love it right now and you obviously still love it and link and I think you'll always buy into the be your mythical best mentality even if God forbid something down the line we've seen all too often somebody live long enough to see themselves become the villain but like you you buy into it and you like it right now there is a YouTube series that Ethan and I absolutely loved like more than anything could quote watched every episode like loved 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 when we were in high school and it was called the academy is television tii tv it was like 65 episodes of this band called the academy is on warp tour and then a few months following it and it is awful it is so bad if you do not like tii or if you don't like like if it's not something that you've cared about your whole life you would not like it but i would not get a tii tv tattoo despite the fact there's so many quotes that like i absolutely love i've are you getting considered one it are you, have you considered it I've considered but the thing it. is is like I think here's here's what I think is so important is like people always complain about tattoos being like well what if you don't love that thing in 15 years it's like I love it now and when I think about things that I loved 15 years ago that I still care about now very few things from then would I get a tattoo of now because I'm not as invested in them now like 15 years ago I wouldn't get a dark arm dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh I mean I would then but I wouldn't get a dark arm dragon dragon tattoo from Yu-Gi-Oh now because even though I still love the game and I still care about the community surrounding it it's not now that it matters it was it was 15 year old Tyler that cared about it and that that matters too and i think that that's so important so i really like your tattoo is what i'm trying to say thank and you. i think you should continue to be your mythical best of course thank you and uh and two things go along with that i mean tattoos are basically like time capsules on your body like like my my very first tattoo is nevermore uh from uh from uh the raven by Edward Allan poe um uh-huh. and uh like like with uh because the, the actual the actual definition of nevermore is never again um and like because uh, uh back in high school uh like it was just really really rough time for me like I lost all my friends due to like one stupid post like I like I learned a lot from that uh but I I fell into a very 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 deep depression and I mean I had some very like ungodly thoughts um so 
so a few years later, like it was like my uh, first semester of college, um, uh, I, I was just, I was in class and, I, and then I was thinking of uh, the word nevermore. I'm like, I'm going to look up the definition of that because I think that'll be really cool for a tattoo and never again will I fall so deep into that hole that I want to consider doing anything bad to myself. Mm. So it's a constant reminder, even though like, like I'm not wearing my watch right now, but it's usually covered up by my watch. Um, uh, like it's always a constant reminder. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like it's, uh, it's, and like, uh, tattoos can be battle scars, tattoo t- can be battle scars and can cover up battle scars. Uh, I mean, tattoos mm. are, tattoos are just like, they're, they're, your body, your body is a canvas. Like you, you, you gotta express yourself on it. You don't have to, but it's fun. It's fun too. And number two, my, my comeback, uh, for, um, when, when someone, people say like, uh, like, oh, you know, tattoos are permanent or what do you, what if we don't love it in 15 years? But when people say, you know, that, you know, tattoos are permanent. I always say, you know, that children are permanent too, right? <laughs> Brutal. It's like... Okay, I have children, but no tattoos. So, like, what am I supposed to right, do? You don't, see, here's the thing, Tyler. You don't hate your kids. Kid. I do. I do not You hate love my your daughter kid. so much. It is, it is. I love my daughter more than anyone has ever loved anything. Every, every day, it is It is a constant inspiration to me to see how much you love that child. And, like, there's a lot of parents that are, are parents by accident or decide they want to become parents and, and realize later on they don't. And, like, that is... Thing that happens it's a real thing that happens but it's it's parents i mean it's children it's like you spend 15 years with a dog and you don't like dogs like people do that all the time just like abuse their animals like yeah i get tattoos and like i'm not really a fan of some of my tattoos one because my body is like it was badly done and my body's like eating it um and so it's just like fading and it's not good and another one just because it's an unfortunate it's a secret thing that i can't tell anybody about and it's in a my visible position but like they are definitely time capsules of of the person i was at the moment when i got that and like a lot of them i still believe in but like the the there's a lot of confusing emotions like i have this big thing on my leg and there's a lot of confusing emotions about it because like um of things that happened to me after the fact that i got that tattoo and like sometimes i have to remind myself like why i got it and not like because it's lyrics from a song or there's lyrics from a song involved in it and it's a song that could very easily be taken one way and it's not a way i mean it to be especially with everything that's happened in my life since i got it but like i have to it's there for me and i have to remind myself like why i did it sometimes but if i was so gonna tell me t- that if i don't get a tattoo then i don't care is what you're telling me what did you say you're telling me if i don't get a tattoo then i don't love my kids no my kid. i'm telling you that if you don't get a magic tattoo with me you don't love me <laughs> no, I, I honestly honest i don't even though my wife has multiple tattoos i don't think she'd go for it i think she would be like you don't need a tattoo and i would be like it's right yeah i don't that's not a way i feel i need to express myself <laughs> i would get to the academyist uh uh I would get so it, i've been searching for your TV. christmas gift ethan what and every time i find a good christmas gift for you i'm like i want to tell him about it but then i'm like no i can't because then i can't get it for him from christmas because like it has to be the most unique gift ever given like it has to be the best gift anybody has ever received ever if i was gonna get the, the academy is tattoo i would just get an orange just like a straight up orange would you like put a microphone no some I, tape that's on top the thing is it? i wouldn't i think you need to i don't think i do i actually. think there's some phallic imagery involved here that i would be i would caution you against but i do think the orange with a <laughs> microphone and some tape on it an orange and a piece of tape <laughs> That was like a quote from the show. And it was this little silly thing. We're at the rap time of this show. Are we show, really? Roughly. Cool. I know, right? What a great episode. I've so enjoyed it. We're at like the early rap, so we can still talk a little bit. Do you have further thoughts on Mulan or like anything where you're like, I've been dying to ask you this, which I doubt there's anything like that. It's probably like, why do you make such bad TikToks? <laughs> but whatever it is. I'm here to answer your questions. So is Ethan. Do you listen to Bacon and Eggs? I'd be a little bit surprised, but also it would be like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it would be very exciting. I love when people listen to Bacon and Eggs. But anyway, hi. (laughs) 
I like I actually I have I listened to your uh um the parasite podcast i really like that one <laughs> i love parasite because <laughs> uh because because when uh when you when, when you messaged me like a few months like or like well, i think it was at, like the beginning of the year um mm-hmm. and then corona happened uh and then just time just kind of dissipated um right. th- that was that was around the time that parasite came out so that was like your your most recent one so i checked that one out um and like i mean like like you, you guys are so awesome like i like i could talk to you guys all day <laughs> Thank um, you. And uh, on the topic of tattoos and Mulan, um, hang on, let me look at my phone because I'm going to show you. Because uh, I, I I drew a Mulan tat a Mulan tattoo that I want to add to my sleeve. Uh, so it, it's in the the same style. Uh, Can I see this? I, so I've seen the Aslan tattoo many times, but I don't think I know the sleeve. Is it rude for me to say? Can I see your sleeve? Okay, so we've got the genie, we've got Ursula. Oh, but they don't have faces. Nope. We've got oh, Anna, I love Elsa. That. This is extremely cool. Wait, the did beast. you draw all those? Yeah. Uh, is that Simba? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, baby Simba with the grown Simba, or it could be baby Simba with Mufasa, but it looks like Simba. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got Aladdin. Belle and the Beast, but it looks kind of like Raikou. <laughs> Um, and then Tarzan. Tarzan. So this is cool. So this is Denny Renaissance. Yes. This is an extremely cool tattoo. Plus Frozen. <laughs> I mean. Yes. Frozen is the greatest thing yeah. Disney has ever done. I love oh, Frozen. Oh, yeah. Facts. So much. God, I wanted to. I, I, I do go back to this. I would say it's like my kids, my wife, Frozen, Ethan. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> I can't wait till your daughter dresses up as one of the the one of the gals from Frozen. She can dress up. Yeah, she's she's gonna be Kristoff. You think? <laughs> I don't know. She'd be whoever she wants. All right. So she's I've, blonde. I, I, I found Kristoff is blonde. I found the I found the picture. So is but... Elsa. <laughs> Elsa has white hair. So Mulan's gonna go right here, and like she fits absolutely perfectly. Oh, oh my god, dang. that's cool. Dang. Focus. What can no, you do? <laughs> god, the I... videos are like the worst thing you do. Apparently. <laughs> 660,000 subscribers worth of the worst thing you do. Yeah, no, I'm straight up, I'm here for pictures of Danny with a million mugs surrounding her. Like, that's the whole reason I stand. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, um, and then with, uh, the movie Mulan, the, the new one, um, uh, I, I've been thinking about th- this question ever since I saw the movie twice, and that's, what happens to the drummers on the battlefield? <laughs> I've been wondering that about the Civil War. For you, don't, you don't kill the drummers. Um, you don't. You don't kill musicians ever. Um, that is like because this is this is from a time, and so was the Civil War, and so was the Revolutionary War, uh, and World War One to an extent. This is a time where you had the rules of war, right? There was we invented the term for it after that. It's called guerrilla warfare, where it's just all out. Back then, you didn't kill the drummers or the or the the fife people or the musicians at all. You just didn't. They they just got to go home. Like they did their thing. They led the march. They would they would hang out and they would wait until they needed to either lead another march or a a retreat, and you just didn't kill them. So the thing was, so let me get this straight. They didn't have like breaker nine nine over like they couldn't just do that right so they had to like breaker nine nine beat the drum and then everybody would hear breaker nine nine correct yeah so they they were the they were the people that were responsible for moving the armies for the most part they would move them into position they would move them war sounds awful yeah this sounds like yeah, the worst so they, thing they just you could didn't, possibly you do with your you time you didn't kill them back then you just didn't they weren't like they weren't that's not to say that. i don't respect soldiers i'm saying that that sounds like the hardest thing you could do yeah. and that was the same that was the case up until at least world war one but like they were like there were rules of war there was there were terms of engagement in Vietnam. Yeah, Korea and Vietnam and World War II and everything we've done in the Middle East. Um, not so much. Not so many rules. Not so many people being safe when they're playing drums. I think, here's what I think. Uh, I would not recommend marching into a modern war zone with a snare drum. <laughs> you don't say! I would say probably the worst idea you could have. 
<laughs> you don't say. So let's let's take a look at the big board, Ethan. I think this is going to come up pretty low. I don't think this will be our lowest Twelfth Night adaptation, though. Uh, but let's take a look. I mean, this is better than She's the Man, for sure. Well, that is at 45 of 46. Well, what are so. our other Twelfth Night adaptations? <laughs> but that does, It only has to beat that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm going to come up. I'm not going to ask you, Ethan, because I know your answer. Danny, is this better than the animated Tarzan? Is the 2020 Mulan better than better than the than animated Tarzan, you said? Yes. No, like I, I I would watch the animated Tarzan over this. 100%, me too. Yeah. Let's, let's drop Hard down a little bit. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hard yes. It's missing. Let's it's drop a, down a little bit. It's missing some F Phil Collins, but... <laughs> Love Phil <laughs> can you can you editing is everything here's my request here's my i want to make the internet happen <laughs> mulan 2020 if it was tarzan <laughs> in the style of tarzan we're like in the middle of it it's like mulan it's like dun, 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 dun. i can feel it coming in the air tonight that's not how phil collins sings <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's if, <laughs> if phil collins was nickelback <laughs> <laughs> okay let me scroll down is this better i think it's better i'm sorry i don't think it's better than birds of prey where do you all land on that birds of prey has huntress and huntress can shoot me in the chest with a crossbow i mean i i have not seen birds of prey but oh, uh you should watch it <laughs> oh you'd love it so good. maybe you would God. you might be like this is i became satanic. a lesbian after watching that movie <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, I will I will uh, softly pass You'll on that defer. question. <laughs> saving Mr. Banks. Oh, absolutely better than Saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> Danny. I actually have not seen that movie. Really? Okay. <laughs> uh, the all-female Ghostbuster adaptation. <laughs> this. <laughs> This, okay, so we'll go above Saving Mr. Banks below Birds of Prey. Yeah, like, I, I agree with that. This is just like, this is a, is it, a, it is a decent movie. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, if somebody puts it on, I'm not going to be like, oh man, turn Mulan 2020 off. But I'm also not going to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. You get the sticks? Put Mulan 2020 on. Go. Okay, but to be fair, if somebody's got the sticks, I'm not going to be like, yo, 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 Whiplash. Let's watch Whiplash. No, but I might say that about Birds of Prey. There is a, 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 a world in which i'd be like hey put birds of prey do you have birds of prey that's what yeah, i you want got birds of prey. i want to watch birds of prey right now in fact i think the top thing on our list that i would be like yo 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 probably be star wars 9 which is number four on our list danny uh and then knives out or ford versus ferrari one of those two Ooh, knives and out and knives out all the way so good <clears throat> so good and then it, it breaks for a while until probably frozen 2 knives out is my favorite non-horror movie non-horror horror movie uh did, uh, did y'all talk about um midsummer at all or like covered we have not no. we have <gasps> not it is it is high on my list it is it is for uh i think we're gonna reserve it for summer 2021 because it is a summer film oh i uh, love that movie because the main, the main would, character's named after me <laughs> i would i would ask florence Pugh to kill me for sure <laughs> step on my neck <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Just hurt me, God. man. Just hurt me. Uh, the fact that she's dating so Zach Braff every day, I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Or, or as, as, as one of my best friends says, break my back like a glow stick. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes, queen. Do you remember the Omnidroid? Do you remember the Omnidroid uh, in The Incredibles where yes. it, it cracks Mr. Incredibles' back? Yep. Do that, but make it hurt. <laughs> 
starts glowing. Oh. <laughs> right. Have you, Tyler, have you seen Midsummer? No. Uh, I didn't think so. Okay. Yeah. But I know Florence Pugh is in it. I know it's like. Uh, no, uh, I, I know you know Florence Pugh from We Watch Little Women. I, I just like. I was just curious if you'd seen it. And it's like my dark, secret, twisted fantasy if if Kanye West wrote A Midsummer Night's Night Dream. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not not entirely inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. If the person who did the runaway music video got their hands on Puck, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all down for more Shakespeare on this show. This is our third Shakespeare this year. What about her? Well, this is. I mean, Mulan's not Twelfth Night. Tyler uh, loves Hereditary. Hereditary. I, it, oh no, you Thoroughbreds is what I was thinking of. You love Thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds. Oh, so good. I don't think either of us have seen Hereditary. Ooh. I know if John Negroni's listening right now, he's gonna text me and say like, I just don't understand. <laughs> It's definitely. If you haven't seen Thoroughbreds, you need to see it. You would love it. Hereditary is definitely a slow burn, but it burns into your brain. Burn. Like it's like um, it like it is very slow, but that's what adds to the suspense. I truly, I truly do love a slow burn. Sometimes uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was the, a big fan of uh, Call Me by Your Name, and that's the slowest movie ever made. Call Me By Your Name is insanely slow. It really is, but it's so good. It's so Timothy Chalamet. I almost said Timothy Chalamet was an underrated actor. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is my top choice for Harry Osborne. It's fair. Fair. I guess we do kind of need a young Harry if we're going with Tom, Oz- Tom uh, Holland. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet would kill it. Because you know what they're going to do instead? They're not going to do this. But you know what they're going to do instead, Ethan? What? They're going to be like, man, you know who could play Harry Osborne with this young cast? You know who Harry Osborne is? Finn Wolfhard is Harry Osborne. <laughs> they would absolutely pick Finn Wolfhard. And he's, he was Screw so you, so Finn Wolfhard. Get the Stranger Things cast out of here. <laughs> I don't want David Harbour in Black Widow anyway. Winona Ryder can be in any movie. She can, she can step on my neck. She can crack my back. <laughs> <laughs> in fact so can dacre montgomery <laughs> facts <laughs> absolute cold hard facts oh man all right so we need to wrap this show danny where where, where what do you want to promote what do you want people to follow you on all right so uh i have a youtube channel called editing is everything i have uh like si- I, I have over six hundred thousand subscribers on that so I'm, I'm i'm kind of on the road to a million uh if you want to subscribe that's great if you don't that's okay too um i put out videos every saturday um except for the past few weeks i've been just posting when i want to but you will not be dis- you will not be disappointed uh i i post uh what's called seven different genres where i take a movie and i transform it into seven different movie trailers and i also do the occasional but also the almost regular Fifty Shades parody where I take a classic Disney film or really any film and just ruin your childhood with it. Um, love it uh, love it I, I also have TikTok and um, uh, it's it's at that damn Danny where I, I post a lot of my photography behind the scenes uh, I, I kind of shit post on there I I do just funny videos on there I like to do uh, nail videos um, uh, and I also have a photography Instagram uh, and a photography website uh, my photography Instagram is at the editorial style kind of a play on words with my with my channel editing with everything because I call my fan base my editorials um, and, ed- and editorial is a photography style um, and my website is dannybphotography.com you can also find you can also find my website uh, just type in the editorial style and it will co- and it will show up uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of portrait photography and a lot of avant-garde uh, photos um, just just uh, <clears throat> like whatever you can think of I will shove my lens into it and that will come art. 
yeah, I, I, I just love creating. I love thinking outside the box. I love just bringing my imagination, my ideas to life. So if you like it, then that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. We don't have to be friends. <laughs> but if you want to be friends, then, then that's great. <laughs> no. Seriously, go follow everything Danny does. I was a separate fan of uh, Danny's Instagram and the YouTube channel before I realized they were the same person making the thing. <laughs> I think one day you posted a picture uh, on Twitter that I had also seen on Instagram, and I was like, what? <laughs> that can't be. Turns out. <laughs> turns out. That's me. <laughs> Tyler, where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter? Because I you recently changed handles, and I keep forgetting to update it. <laughs> It is at Ty Carlin on both, Ty Carlin 11 on both. Um, I haven't posted Instagram since my daughter's birthday, so that was... Uh, you have a whole one-year-old child and you never post pictures of her. It's kind of garbage. I, I am under the impression that people do not want to see pictures of my child. If you if you are a parent and you go out into the world, all you see is people being like, we don't want to see pictures of your baby. Okay, but, we get it. But you your baby is exceptionally cute. She is exceptionally cute, but people don't want that. That's I'm like, I'm like, I get so anxious posting anything and then like i'm worried about like am i doing the hashtags right am i doing this and then like i've started like taking selfies like a grown-up where like all of a sudden i'm in my house but there's like there's a seat belt across my chest what is this how did this happen where did the seat belt come from I'm taking selfies like a boomer look at this i'm gonna take a selfie right now and you guys are gonna be like wow you have you ever operated a camera i will before? tell you Where's i was your... i was for a while there i was living for that that picture of olivia olivia being sassy at the beach living for it <laughs> Which Olivia being sassy at the The beach? one where she's in the chair looking at you like, don't take my picture. She's so cute. God, I love that baby. <laughs> God, I love her. All right, I'll post one right now while we're having this conversation. Yay! Uh, some of these pictures are out of focus, so you guys, are, like, I know as soon as I post this picture, both of you are going to comment and be like, mm, that's out of focus. <laughs> I posted uh, an out of focus, focus picture of somebody skateboarding is, about a month ago, and that was a big step for me to post an out of focus picture that I still liked. Immediately, you guys are going to be like, uh, this is a picture of the sand. Olivia is in the background. <laughs> Uh, that's some nice but you sand. know what she looks that's some nice sand it's a great picture of the sand you just posted tyler but it's definitely the sand is what's in focus all right here. all right so now we're just gonna is this um this is the the hash browns that's dragging you on instagram <laughs> oh speaking of instagram i lost a follower while we were talking i i've never once in my life well that's not true i used to pay a lot of attention to it but i could not tell you when i gain or lose followers well, isn't that nice? I just have, I, 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 I dropped off posting for a while and it really like had weird effects on my numbers. Um, but I also have a fairly Wait, small on. amount of Instagram followers. So I want to show you this image while the other image is not loading. I get this. Uh, so recently I searched for a new counselor and as a result, like better help has just, you know, the algorithm has just like every social media he uses, we will direct him to better help. And as a result, I get this lovely ad of this beautiful young lesbian couple. I want y'all to take a look at this couple. The the young lady with the dark hair. That's Seamus Gorman. That's Seamus Gorman. Seamus Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought Seamus had a kind of like like hot lesbian haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's Seamus with with Jessica Chastain. <laughs> right. You know, and here's the wildest thing is earlier I had that interaction with that woman at the bank that was like, "Hey, why are you wearing women's sunglasses?" And it took me approximately six hours to realize that she a thinks I'm gay and b hates it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and we don't like that one. I was just like, I was I was existing in this world where this woman was just like this blissful world where bigotry doesn't exist, and this woman was just like, I hate that you're wearing women's sunglasses. Not that there was, like I, I existed in this moment where there was nothing attached to it, and finally it dawned on me. I was like, oh, she thought I was 
gay and didn't like that. We don't like this woman. We, we're going to take her out. Well, Not a vibe. That sounds bad. Not a vibe. Not a vibe. <laughs> Not a vibe. <laughs> I cannot get this freaking Instagram is broken, y'all. Y'all broke Instagram. You guys were like, Tyler, you post. I was wearing a pretty cute outfit. That's all I'm saying. Oh, speaking of Instagram pictures, I just thought of a really cute picture that that Tyler that, that you could take uh, of Olivia because it's uh, uh it's it's trending right now on TikTok. It, it's it's ghost photo shoot. Like, have, have you seen that? No. It's, tell me more. It's. It's literally, you just put a white sheet over, over yourself, over a dog, over a baby, cut holes out, and you just, you just take, like, very cutesy, funny, like, spooky photos just in, like, in random places. That would be, if you could find a tiny, a, a tiny sheet to put over Olivia as a ghost and take a picture of her just somewhere, that would be so cute. Because spooky season is upon be us. such a good... Man, T, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but that... That um workout thing you were doing for a while really did wonders for you. Why do you say that? She looked great right now. Me? Yeah. Man, I just got back from the beach and I ate so much and I just I I didn't even I didn't even you know. Yeah, but you look fantastic. I need to get back on that grind. I need to. It really like, worked for you. To, do that. I used to have definition. Look at this. This is this is a cylinder. This is a cylinder. There's no no hump at all here. <laughs> I could put a lion right here. That might make me cooler. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, like, you look way better okay, than so May 16th Tyler did. Okay, so this is the photo that is going up on the gram. Is it cute enough? Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's uh, not that out of focus. Well, you'll see when it's on the gram. <laughs> if you can see right here in the top corner, it is uh, apparently not on my phone. Uh, fun. Okay, cool. Well, follow Danny everywhere on Instagram. Also, follow me at Edge Hill Photos on Instagram because I have too few photos for the fire that I spit. I mean, too few followers for the fire that I spit. That's all I'm going to say. Um, not that I keep up with that. It's just like, I don't, I can't, so I don't have likes anymore, right? The only thing I notice is follower count. I'm not like, oh, this post got more likes than the last one because I don't have likes anymore. Oh yeah, they took your likes away. I remember they that. They took my likes away. Um... And I have other, what's wild is because like I have other accounts logged in on my phone. Like the late to the party account still has likes and it still shows likes. So like I'll go and, and I'll go in there to post something and it like my own picture will pop up and it'll be like so, so and so and how many others liked it. And I was like, oh, I hated this. Why did they do this? I like it so much better I, without it, likes. Well, so follow us. Just, just, you know what? We're a hoot and hollering good time. Really, I'm more active on Twitter or if you like Sports Center, you'll see a lot of my posts uh, because I'll comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm a top you like fan Sports on Sports Center, Center or ESPN on Facebook, you'll see a lot. <laughs> Lot of Tyler dragging people. <laughs> a lot of, you see a lot of me messing with racists. It's a good old time. Good old fashioned I got suspended time. again today. Again. I'm so proud of you. I have never been suspended. I was blocked by a girl we went to high school with because she posted and was like, I'm voting for Trump for all these reasons. And I commented and I was like, Trump doesn't have a stance on any of those things. So I don't wait understand who was why it? here. It was uh, Courtney. I don't remember her real last name, but she was on Facebook is not Courtney. Well, it was Courtney Mason. I don't remember what her real last <sighs> no name No idea. Uh, but I was blocked on Facebook. But Jalen Walser liked my p comment, which was like a huge victory because I always thought she was so cool in high school. She did her poetry report on The Climb by Miley Cyrus. I don't think this is the first time I brought this up on this podcast. I thought that was very cool of her to do that uh, because I think about The Climb every day and I couldn't even tell you what song I did my report on. So very good work. Cool. Anyway, Bob this has been Bacon and Eggs. Stuff. You can listen to a promo <laughs> for, uh, for Late to the Party right here. In a world not unlike our own. It is a balmy 80 degrees in Miami, Florida. I am chaotic neutral tiefling monk. I don't recall there being tieflings in Miami. Now, you know the hammer toss isn't an actual hammer, right? It is in this universe. Okay. No, it's a, it's a big old, it's a big old hammer. It's a big old sledgehammer. <laughs> Where magic and monsters run rampant. 
kind of looks like a bug monster. Oh, Jordan has showed us a diagram of, uh, I think, Red-Eyes Black Dragon from yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, oh my god. Uh, well, I speak Infernal, so I'm going to ask it what the heck it is. A real estate agent. Lily Davis, who sells real estate by day. A football coach. I love you. Don't touch my flowers. A failed actor. I am a former Broadway star. And a teenager. Sunny days, a student in college, crazy, right? Must save the world. And you're waving your clipboard back and forth, and... Do I feel my clipboard connect with something? Yes. WBNE, late to the party. But the original promo? I don't know, probably. <laughs> I I have not made a new one yet, because I have not been There's given... no tieflings in Miami. There's no tieflings in Miami. I'll probably delete the part where it says coming March 23rd. <laughs> um. Anyway, listen to Late to the Party if you want to see me play Dungeons & Dragons. It's getting really, really, really serious and fun, and we're having a good time with it. And also, uh, there's a brand new side campaign coming out for all of October, so everybody listen to that. It's going to be really awesome. Anyway, this has been Bacon and Eggs, where this week we defend the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe after we blasted it last week or after one of our after our guests last week blasted it um anyway I've been Ethan Edshill uh she's been Danny from everything editing is everything he's been Tyler Carlin and uh this has been Bacon and Eggs by Riva Derchi. and you bring dishonor to your cow <laughs>